Today, let's have a conversation about pricing in photography. And if you stick around to the end, you'll see how I try to mitigate any concerns about pricing. But have you ever gone to Amazon or any store and looked around for something that was inexpensive? And it was kind of a crapshoot. Maybe it was going to be good and hold up and maybe not. For example, a coffee maker. I've gone and bought coffee makers and gotten a couple of years out of them before they break. And, you know, I guess for $20, $30, a couple of years is okay, except now I have this waste, right? I've got a, a coffee maker and a coffee pot that I have no use for because it's broken. And where is that going to end up? Is it going to get recycled? Is it going to end up in a landfill someplace? What's my impact on the planet for that? So you buy something a little bit more expensive. And maybe it'll hold up. So it goes both ways. Perhaps you buy something that's inexpensive that holds up well. And perhaps you buy something that's expensive that does not. Typically, I've found that it goes the other way. For example, buying a pair of Reebok sneakers usually, for me, has held up longer than buying an inexpensive pair. Buying a new set of shoes of any kind, usually the more you pay for the shoe, the better it holds up. Now, there's a reason things that hold up better are a little more expensive. But we're here talking about photography. So let's think about the process of photography. Now, you can go find somebody who does it inexpensively. And I'm going to say within about $1,000 is probably inexpensively, depending on what you're getting. And you could find somebody who charges more money. You can go with the less expensive, and again, you've got that crapshoot. Are you going to get good quality? Now, there, you're going to find two different types of photographers in this category. The first is the person who you are paying for what you get. Uh, their quality is such that what they're charging is probably proper or maybe even a little high. But you also may find that you've got somebody who doesn't understand their worth and therefore is charging less than what they should for the product. Now, self-confidence among human beings is in short supply for a lot of people. So it's not unusual to find a photographer who's charging less than what they should for what they do. But let's think about what actually goes into a full photo process. So you're going to see that a lot of photographers, especially boudoir photographers, have hair and makeup ready to go 
at site. And I have a hair and makeup artist who will come to the site and do this for me. I have to pay her. And depending on where we're shooting, I may have to pay for the place that we're shooting at. So there is an upfront fee for that service. Now, once the pictures are taken, typically something is done to them. Now, you may see pictures from sports, if you follow sports, that are taken pretty much at the event and immediately published. They have a fixed process that they run those pictures through to make them look a particular way and then kick them out the door. With the personalized nature of portrait photography, if you're doing something fixed, like a professional headshot, you may have something similar that you do that you just always do the same type of processing for it. With the personalized nature of the other types of non-standard photography, let's say, like weddings or events and things like that, there may be some things that you do differently depending upon your subject, uh, depending upon the environment, etc. Now, this in the industry is called retouching, but I want you to understand that there's different types of retouching and retouching has gotten a bad reputation over the years. And that's because some people retouch the image not to make the person look their best, but to change the person into an image of what the uh, magazine wants or an image of what the photographer thinks looks better rather than actually just making the person look their best. The retouching I do is to do certain things that clean up the image, make that three-dimensional bit pop even more, and to remove some cosmetic things. For example, I did a portrait of a young boy recently, and he had a couple of uh, spots on his face that I knew were not going to be there uh, in a week, but they were there at the time I took the photograph. So I removed them because they weren't part of him. It wasn't a mole or a birthmark or something that will always be there. It was something simple that just happened. Maybe he bumped his head. For whatever reason, there was a mark there. So during the retouching phase, you will do those kinds of things. Now, that can mean that a retouch takes five minutes per image, 15 minutes per image, or longer depending on what you're going to do. When I do a bodybuilding retouch, there's certain things to make the muscles pop that require a longer process 
to get there than for others. Now you may be saying, well, wait a minute, there's all these AI tools out there. Don't you know about them or, or don't you use them? I do know about them and I do use them. When I got into retouching, I spent several months manually retouching photographs over and over, trying different techniques, trying to see what worked best for that given image because not all the retouches work the best on all the images. But to me, that's important because it could be when one of these AIs gets done, I might miss something that it didn't catch because I'm not familiar with retouching myself. But by getting into the weeds, if you will, by getting into the details of the retouch, I was able to understand what it was that I wanted out of these AI images. And I could get at what the actual best image was going to be simply by learning how to do it myself by hand. And for those of you who think that AI is the be all and end all, let me tell you, it's a tool just like any other tool. And sometimes it works well and sometimes it doesn't work quite as well. That said, each image has to be retouched. And then when it comes to creating the artwork or the uh, album, which you'll notice I didn't talk about the actual items yet, we're just talking about the pricing there's going to be a little additional work done there. And this is after you've chosen the images that you want to use. So with all that in mind, it's not just sitting down at the day of the photo shoot, putting you in front of the camera, posing you a little bit, and then taking the pictures and being done for the day. There's more to it than that. So that said, it's a profession akin to when you go and talk to a mechanic. You need to get work done on your car. You want it to be done well. And you don't want to empty your bank account to get it done. In order to do that, you're going to shop around, which I highly recommend. Look at different photographers and especially see what their style is. And you can get a, a feel for their style from what they've got on their website in their galleries. Ask them about their pricing. And then determine which one is best for you. Now, the way I handle it is this way. Depending on what you get from me is going to cost you more than $1,000 between the fee and at least one piece of art is probably going to be well over $1,000. But what I do because I want everybody to have wonderful artwork of themselves is 
we work out the fee up front that gets paid. Then we do the photo shoot. After we're done with the shoot and you're happy with the images and we've chosen which images you want to use and we've laid out all the costs, it's 30% up front. And if it takes time to get that 30%, that's fine. We'll just wait until the, um, till that's done. The balance of it is paid off over a two-year period interest-free. Now, why do I do this? I do this because I want you to get the skill that I bring, the ability that I bring, but I don't want you, especially with all the financial difficulties that we have currently, to overextend yourself. So I figure a two-year payment plan uh, will keep it within everybody's means. And we'll talk about what that comes out to be, et cetera, because I want to make sure that there is no question about what it's going to cost and what the expectations are. That's how I handle it. You could talk to other photographers and see how they handle it as well. Because what I want for everyone is to get the best photographer that they can that suits what they're looking for. And is it a price point that they can, un that they can afford? But again, if you think about how much time goes into photographs, and you think of something like a wedding photographer. Now, a wedding photographer typically isn't doing a lot of uh, wall art, probably an album. And if you think about 20, 30 photos in the album and how long it took to put those images together, retouch them, put the book together and out the door, you can understand why uh, some wedding photographers are more expensive than others. It depends on what you're going to get, and it depends on how much effort they're going to put into those images. So again, when you're out there looking for a photographer, you have a couple of choices. Uh, beyond the style and their, their way of working, and that's when it comes to cost, you can take the risk of hiring somebody who is inexpensive maybe just does digitals and maybe they undervalue themselves, in which case you're getting a great photographer for a fantastic price. Or maybe they're just a mediocre photographer and this is a way for them to make money. On the higher end, do be careful. There are some people that overvalue their abilities and therefore may charge more than they are actually worth. On the higher end, though, typically it's not that way. You have people who are, who know their value, who've been doing this for a while, who understand what they're doing and will give you wonderful artwork 
uh, at a great price. And it's just up to you to figure out how you can afford it. But always talk to the photographer to see which is the best way that you can handle whatever it is. Uh, I would think that most photographers would want to work with you to make sure that you get your artwork and that um, they get enough so that they can survive. Because just like any other profession, if you want to work in that profession and that profession alone, not have to keep multiple jobs, you're going to have to bring in enough money to pay for your time and to pay for all of the tools that you use and the effort that you put into all of your work. You're, you're charging for your skill as well as your time. So keep that in mind when you're looking for a photographer or if you're looking to gift uh, photography services to somebody. I know that Valentine's Day is not that far away. Even though we haven't finished the year yet, Valentine's Day isn't that far off. So keep all that in mind when you're thinking about where to get a uh, photographer, what type of art you're looking for on the end, what the output of this process is going to be. What uh, Are you looking at albums? Are you looking at wall art? What are you looking to get when all this is over with? And you also want to make sure that you're going to have a great experience getting the images created. So that's what I've got for you guys to think about this week. And I will talk to you guys next week.